Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Polytech Podcast. Cool. All right. Um, we'll jump into it. So um, I'm I'm honoured and blessed to actually have my first time having two guests tonight. Um, so I've been joined by Tess Otaniru. Welcome. And also Sam Tangitao. Welcome, bro. Hello. Cool. Um, we'll start with you, Tess. Because uh, <laughs> I was meant to have Sam by himself and he got scared and asked to bring you as his bodyguard. So it's <laughs> actually the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Your title, like what you actually do. So, so both of them are working at Microsoft, but... We'll dig into that later, but just your titles right now, please. What are you doing? What's your role at Microsoft? Uh, my role at Microsoft is um, financial controller, enterprise controller for New Zealand, Thailand, Philippines, and Vietnam. To be honest, I'm trying to figure that out myself, to be honest. I tell Sam that all the time. Uh, what do I do? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, I think what people tell me my role is, is that I support um, my business partners achieve their revenue aspirations <laughs> um, by really... Um, being their finance lead in terms of analysis, reporting, um, insights, um, compliance, um, yeah, across the multiple countries and multiple different markets and industries. and So it's really interesting sometimes, but I find most of what I do at the moment is dealing with um, people. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, using numbers and dealing with people and technology, yeah. And same team, so Sam, you're your same team as this? Um, yeah, yeah, so we're both in the finance team yeah. together. Um, yeah, so I'm the um, New Zealand statutory and tax controller. Um, sounds quite technical, but <laughs> <laughs> it just means I look after like all the accounting, compliance, and anything related to tax. Yeah, um, yeah, is, is my area, which uh. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. So, we'll come back to the technical stuff because I guess it's. In terms of Microsoft, I'm really interested to see you know, what changes in terms of finance. For you, Tess, I uh, guess your, your heritage, like your your story, I don't know your, where you grew up or your parents, like, yeah. were you born here, overseas? Uh, I'm born here in a place down in the South Island called Invercargill, which is a um, small city. I think we just made a city when I was growing up, about 50,000 people. Um, my dad um, came straight from Samoa. And I think we joked about it. He tried to find the place with the little, the, the least amount of islanders that he could, and he um, ventured down to Samoa. I think he nailed it with the castle. <laughs> uh, no but, islanders left the cold. <laughs> exactly. But I think about it now, it was pretty uh, inspirational at the time because he didn't really have any family. He went, he and his mate came, like, travelled all the way down to Chicago, didn't really speak. Of English, didn't really have a job or qualifications, didn't know how to drive a car, and he went down to Chicago for the freezing works, okay, yeah, which was quite big at the time in um, Southland. And he worked for a bit and then he met my mum. And I think they had a courting period of about four to six weeks, and yeah, they, they got married. <laughs> and I've got um, four siblings 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So was this back like 60s, 70s? When did you come across? Um, my dad came over about the 70s. Yeah. And it was late, would have been late 70s that he ventured down to the cargo. So very few um, islanders. Yeah, yeah. And it was quite isolating, I think, for him yeah. um, coming down. And he really had to build a community around him, networks, um, learn the language. It was culture shock. He didn't have any family. Um, I remember him telling stories about learning to drive a car, um, and I think at the time to drive from where he lived to the freezing works, which was a bluff, was like a 30-minute, 30, 40-minute 30, drive, and he didn't know how to drive a car, so he put it in first gear and went all the way to bluff, and he didn't make it because <laughs> he didn't quite make it because the, uh, the car didn't survive the trip, and um, I think he ended up in a fence and... The police came and uh, cows were <laughs> heard so, in the process. And so your dad's a part-time mechanic as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this test um, gets a driving skills well. <laughs> but um, when I look back at that, I think, man, how inspirational because... Yeah, just the bravery so, to... Yeah, the bravery, the, you know, um, no fear just to, like, go mm-hmm. down there and just to make a life for himself and, yeah. And was that a story you guys grew up knowing? Like, he made a point of it to, to know that? That seems like a real struggle, like just to leave family and go some barren place down in the castle. People will say, not barren, just cold. Uh, no, I, I actually, it wasn't until later on that we probably became more aware mm. of that. Um, growing up in Chicago, uh, I, I knew my dad, like, um, like my he looked and um, was different to my friend's parents because mm. there weren't any islanders. Um, but he didn't really share those stories with us. It was quite a disciplined household. <laughs> we had like you know chores and routines, and um, he actually was the one that taught me math. You know, from um, oh. in the islands, he um, I think he only had primary school mathematics, but he was the one that taught me like long division, and so still that analytical mind I think came initially from him until you know like uh, you know you move on to high school yeah, and you know um, the mathematics or becomes a little bit more advanced. But, you know, my fundamental learning around um, maths and accounting probably comes from, you know, on mm-hmm. the on the blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. How about you, Sam? What was your, your, your parents? Your Samoan? Uh, Tongan. 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 Okay, Tongan. Yeah. Oh, school, he wants, he wants yeah, to be Samoan. <laughs> he wants to be Samoan. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> 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 on the show. Sharp, so what was the, I guess, your, your parents' story to come in with? Um, yeah, oh, so my dad um, is from Tonga, oh, he grew up in Tonga, um, and then um, I suppose he kind of decided to come over to New Zealand, um, you know, like all other island parents to try and find a better life. Yeah. Um, lived with his sister in Greyland, um, back in the day when there used to be a lot more old ground, <laughs> I mean a lot more brown people around Greyland. Um, yeah, oh, you know, worked in the um, glass Factory ACI glass, I think, okay. in Mangere, um for many years supporting us um, as we're growing up. Um, my mum came over. Um, she was yeah, she was quite a bit younger than him. Oh, well, okay, <laughs> yeah, I think she was twenty one years younger than him. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that just <laughs> we just leave that point there. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, they um yeah they both came over yeah, yeah. um started um life in Greenland 
Um, yeah, big family. Um, there's only three of us okay. uh, children, so pretty small for Tom and family. Mm. Um, part of it might have been um, just the age gap. Yeah, I think my dad had me when he was about forty-five. So, um, yeah, you're the youngest. Yes, yeah, so I'm the youngest. Okay. I've got an older brother, older brother, and older sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably why we had a pretty small family. Um, yeah. yeah, people get a shock when I tell them. There's only <laughs> three of us. <laughs> yeah. And your 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 siblings, your older siblings, are uh, what are they into? Like, was there a push around education from your parents? Um, oh, there was a big push from my dad. Yeah, um, yeah, he was very very strict. Um, you know, particularly on my sister and I. Um, you know, it was like <laughs> if you miss your home schoolwork or if you're late to school, you know, straight away you hate. Go outside, <laughs> go get the stick or go get the belt. So, um, yeah, I mean, I um, kind of resented it at the mm. time a little bit, yeah. just just the over-strictness. But okay, yeah. then now looking back, um, I think it was um, I think it was almost a good thing. Like, you know, he installed us to work hard. Um, and I think just without that discipline, um, probably wouldn't got to where where I have yeah, got yeah. In, in life. Um, yeah. Oh. So. With your siblings growing up, so I guess you're saying that, you know, that the chores and stuff, was it the same, the push for education? Uh, yeah, very much so. Uh, my mum is a teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, so education was um, key in our household, oh, I think, um, just because of probably my mother's background. Yeah. And then um, I think having siblings, the best thing, and probably everyone that has a sibling will say this, is they egg you on a lot and challenge you and inspire you, they might yeah. say. And um, So that was our household, and I think there's probably quite a lot of households like that in mm-hmm. terms of um, pushing each other in terms of achievement and learning. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And so your pathway, so I guess you... Both of you have had that strict kind of structure around education. So in terms of the choice to, I guess, where you guys are today in finance, when did that journey start? Was it kind of a straight out of school and a straight line towards it? Uh, well, probably the fundamentals for me were around numbers. Mm. Um, uh, and so that was an early childhood thing with my dad on the blackboard. Mm. And then it just continued from there. Um, I've always... Uh, just had an affiliation with numbers, but probably at high school, I think I really wanted to become a business person more because you know you see them being they allude to success, um, and I I think I wanted to have a seat at the table in terms of decision making and how that would translate into um, success on. On, on in the bank account, um, not necessarily my own, but somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. And so when you're saying, like, numbers was always the thing, and then, so out of school, what was your, did you go straight to university? Or? Uh, out of school, I um, I actually went and lived in Samoa for a year. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, my, my dad was actually horrified at the time. Um, but I, yeah, I went and lived in Samoa, and I, I worked and paid my own way. Except for my ticket home that yeah. my parents paid for to force me to come back and go to uni. But um, no, I, I had an awesome year. I um, adopted a family, or well, they adopted me. Yeah. Um, and I my my dad's uh, family is from Nufali'i, so I would always go 
on the weekends and stay with them yeah. and then come back into up here in, in the city for work during the week. Yeah, so what? Like, I mean, like you, people go on an OE, you went to Samoa. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, everyone used to tell stories that I was like I'd done something naughty at home, like yeah. or I had I had a baby somewhere, or I don't know. Oh, but, um, test, that's all right. <laughs> um, um, your most yeah. close friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so did you go with anyone, or this was just some? No, I went by myself actually, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think I would do that again. But um, no, it was awesome. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I some of the things I did. I was a reporter. Okay. So I think my first week into the job was um, there was a big court case between two prime um, two government officials yeah. who oh, I, I won't reference the case, but um, yeah, just got to go to Parliament a lot. I represented Samoa at the now this is telling my age um, the 2000 Olympics. Oh. So they have like youth participants every year, or every Olympic and Olympics, and I got to go to some um to Sydney at the time and represent Samoa at that. So it was just an amazing year, full of so many opportunities, and I was really fortunate and yeah. truly blessed. And um, yeah, I would I would do it again in happy. So so did you pick up the language like you fluent from being there for a year? Um, <laughs> no, 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 I, I wouldn't call myself fluent, but um, I understand a lot more than before I went, yeah. and um, we try and speak Samoan at home, well, yeah. and um, I understand a, li- a, a little bit, but my, yeah, my language is still something that I'm working on. Cool, wow. How about you, Sam? What was your, do you so, get a desire to go anywhere like Tonga, go back to Tonga for a year? <laughs> Uh, maybe not Tomo, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, yeah, oh, I suppose just getting into finance, um, I've, I've always been good with numbers, um, maths was always my strong subject um, growing up, <clears throat> and so when it came to uh, go to university, um, uh, you know, I was just kind of looking at what kind of career you can make um, with numbers, yeah. and accounting just seemed to be like the most... Um, uh, obvious choice for me. Um, yeah, I mean, people, I, I don't know how I got good with maths. Um, some people probably thought, or, um, got it from my dad and I picked up his math skills at the TAB. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spent many hours there. But, um, but yeah, no, um, and uh, that's why I decided to go um, and study accounting yeah. um, at university. Um, yeah, just to get a career in accounting. Um, yeah. How was it like? I guess growing up there uh, at all. What college did you go to? You went to St. Uh, St. Paul's College, yeah. <laughs> one eight three. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so how was that? Like, I guess you know, being a, a tall boy, you know, interested in numbers and wanting to. Yeah, your um, voice. How many of them were you Yeah, yeah, seriously. I think I was one of the few boys who went there, um, not just to eat lunch <laughs> and play league um, at school. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, there are there are obviously uh, there are quite a few Tongans um, at St Paul's when I was there, especially in my senior years. Um, I think they were shipping a few over from Tonga. For, for the rugby team, <laughs> and so um, you know, there was there was a few of them that were good at um, good at maths, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, just happened to um, just click with maths, um, yeah. So. Uh, so back to you, to sorry, Tessa. So you guys 
both worked together or both interned at PwC? Is that where you guys first? Oh my gosh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Did you dare swear? (laughs) Um, We both worked at Deloitte together. Oh, Deloitte, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's when you guys first knew of each other? From that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. From the one. So, yeah, I think I was there for about maybe 10 years before Tess came along. Oh, wow. Um, sure. yeah. Yeah. I think I was pretty much part of the furniture <laughs> when she came. So, But, um, yeah, it was great seeing mm. um, another brown face. Um, when I started, I think it was about 100 of us grads and maybe only three brownies mm. out of the 100. So, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a, bit of a, a bit of a culture shock, um, especially that from a school like St. Paul's, where it's like, you know, 99%. Islanders, um, and it's all swapped around, and now yeah. you're the minority uh, amongst it. Yeah. What's a grad? I've never been through a grad program. I don't. I mean, we've got grads. I've never worked close with them. But, but what's? How did they actually work? Or the one that you guys went through? Well, I um I didn't start as a grad at Deloitte. I had to um. So yeah, you probably can answer that one. Oh, you started as a grad. Um, I think my first year. Um, I didn't actually, I had to work my way up to Deloitte. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so I started in other accounting firms, and then one of the guys I worked with joined Deloitte, and then I, um, yeah, he connected me through that, um, Scott. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like a structured program, I didn't really have one. So I don't know. Um, yeah, no, Deloitte definitely had a, a very well structured program. Um, you got like a senior who would look after you, um, you know, give you the work to do, um, and also review it. Um, but yeah, no, being a grad was was um, it was good times back then. Yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, failing to mention all the parties they went to, <laughs> the social events. You know, young. You know, you know, you got you know some money, no no financial responsibilities. Um, so yeah, that no, was it was definitely a good time um, yeah. being a grad, but um, it just gives you that um, opportunity to just I suppose learn about what it's like in the real life. Because um, I mean, you know, you study for four years at university, but it still doesn't really set you up for the real world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Um, if you can get into a grad role, it's 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 really it's a really good opportunity. Um, I suppose to kind of get your foot in the door. Um, and it just provides you the opportunity to learn mm. in, a, in like a safe environment because people know you're fresh out of uni and yeah. they don't expect you to, um, oh, 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 no, they don't expect you to be, you know, up to speed, up to speed away, straight yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the process for, for getting chosen to be a grad? Like, how, was there an application you could do? Or? Um, yeah. So, um, the, I mean, each, each of the, um, accounting firms have their own like application process, but um, yeah, I mean you basically apply online. Mm-hmm. Um, you now upload your CV and write some story about how wonderful you will be. <laughs> I guess it's almost <laughs> for the company. It's almost like a yeah, applying for a job. Yeah, but um, there's usually well, I'll say probably about between two thousand three thousand applications just for the hundred roles. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite a cut for. Do they do this? So there was something Torvia talked about last time we had a chat as well around the those kind of programs and the way they work in Microsoft. And so do they do they do the same kind of finance in Microsoft grad programs? Ah, that's interesting. I don't. 
They don't do it in New Zealand, oh, I don't okay. think. So they have a grant program at um, Microsoft, and usually they have different areas mm. that they focus on. Um, and but finance, because finance, we're quite light on the ground in New Zealand, yeah. but we have a a lot of the support, like in India and Singapore, and like we leverage um, different teams offshore. Um, so we don't have a grant program for no, finance, no. but more of the roles are in finance are more senior type roles. Uh, okay, so yeah. yeah. Build and be great, but um, I think the other areas, yeah, like marketing, marketing, um, technical roles, um, engineering, engineering, R&D, sales, yeah. So, how big is your team based here? How many people? Actually, technically, our team is um, there's us, there's um, a couple of people in the Philippines, there's Vietnam. So, um, there's what? How many of you? There's like twelve. There's so about 12 of us, and so we're all based sort of... What, worldwide? Uh, part of APEC. So we're part of a... Oh, okay. Asia region. Yeah, yeah, Asia region team, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, just New Zealand alone, there's, what, six? I think six of us? Yeah. Well, at least there's six of us going to the Christmas function <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so what's... I guess jumping into it now, so I guess in terms of finance and finance world, what changes with with the technology world in terms of? Um, oh, if we're shifting to technology, for me, I just want to give a little bit of background. Yeah. For me, my technology journey, I studied accounting and technology at university. Oh, okay. And then um, did a little bit of coding as well. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I did my OE partly to the UK after summer and after working a little bit, and I worked for this small tech company, software company, but I was working for a tech company doing accounting. Then, like, moving into Deloitte, I, we worked um, in an accounting firm, but we did a lot of technology supporting. So I've always either worked for a technology company doing, like, finance yeah. or, like, an accounting company with a strong lens to technology. So I've always sort of had that affiliation. And I think accounting um, and technology go hand in hand because a lot of the numbers need to be stored somewhere yeah. and analysed. And so um, they just they always work hand in hand. Mm. Yeah. And also, um, just with the accounting systems going online now, like the likes of um, Zero, um, MYB, um, you know, gone are the days where um, you know business owners used to write, you know, books full of their figures. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's all on done online now, um, especially with like you know internet. You know, you can do your accounting work from anywhere. Yeah, world as long as you've got an internet connection. So it's, yes, I think it's no longer just like one computer yeah. in an office. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and so it's really changed our profession because you've yeah. gone from being sort of like, um, you know, like Sam talked about, like the, 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 yeah, the, the hardcore um, documentation to sort of like system orientated and then more analytics. Yeah. Um, so our profession has sort of evolved over time as technology yeah, yeah, has yeah, as I was well. Say, and our roles have as well, yeah. Because I guess what was that expectation before was like those business guys were just going, you do the numbers, I don't know numbers. And so you guys had to do a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah. you know, a large part of our roles previously was making sure the numbers were accurate and mm. making sure that they were compiled and shared at a state that um, you could have trust in the numbers. But Going through pages of bank yeah, statements yeah, yeah. and coding each yeah. single line <laughs> manually. 
but now I find like uh, in Microsoft, a lot of the businesses that I support, we see the numbers at the same time. So the business gets the numbers at the same time I do. So what is my role in order to help build um, value to mm. the business? Yeah. So that's like it's so evolved as yeah, technology yeah. has. Yeah. And has the teaching around the, I guess, the finance and the way you guys do things evolved as well? With the change of like, well, we gotta be smarter in the inside stuff because all that stuff's there. I tell you, Microsoft is really good at um, you help yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't know the answer, go find the answer. But um, no, uh, yes. Uh, over time, you I think is is the tools have changed, mm. our roles have changed, how we bring value to the business has evolved. And so our skill set has sort of had to go on that journey alongside it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it is, um, I think, taught because you have to learn new systems or new um, analysis tools. And some of it you just have to inherently um, learn by doing mm-hmm. and failing or doing and being successful or talking to other people and just understanding a problem or trying to understand the business more and how you can analyse it to provide insights. Um, and then trying to find the data source and the technology to solve those problems. So, so it's like quantifying the question and then looking for an answer through data. Yeah. A big thing about, uh, I guess, finance, it's always seen as that, you know, the geeks in the corner and they just run the numbers. But I think you put, touched on a point like that, that change in the role of helping the business and being that, building that relationship. Mm. How's that been for you guys? Like, I guess that journey around, I guess the the Pacific people like being better at just dealing with people and not the, the nerd in the corner of his books. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, for me, it was it was I found it quite challenging. Um, just because um, I think just you know when you come from a background where you know island background where you know often if you're the youngest. You know, you just sit there in the room and chill out there and just listen to the others. Yeah. And now it's kind of flipped around and um, people are relying on you, on you to, mm. um, I suppose, give them analysis or some insights into what the numbers are saying. Um, yeah, initially I found it challenging um, just because of, I suppose, that cultural background. Yeah. But um, I think as you know, as I got more practice on it, I've got more confident um, with it. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that, that was the whole switch is now less focus on number crunching and just um, you know telling telling the story of you know what the numbers are telling mm. me you know what do I need to do better um, you know what you know what am I good at um, you know how's our sales tracking how can we improve our sales yeah um, yeah you um, me ah uh, uh, I think I've gone through phases if I'm honest mm. um, like where I've been like technically. Uh, like if I technically know the content and I technically know um, the subject matter, then I, f- I feel like I'm quite confident to operate in a room. Mm. Um, but I changed roles about a year ago and um, I felt like <laughs> I felt like somebody goes, can you just go support the business? And um, these are the numbers. And I was like, okay, so like now what? <laughs> it's, less, it's, it's taken me a little bit of a journey to sort of like understand how I can actually help the business and provide value. Yeah. Um, and sort of you go through the journey of sort of like building your confidence as the, on the way through mm. and at the same time building relationships um, I've always like from a cultural perspective I've always just tried to be myself yeah. um, 
not tried. I, I actually can't hide just trying to be myself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I. I that's, just, yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a very good point. Um, and I think there's a lot more emphasis on it now. Mm. Um, you know, like I said when I started, there was only about three of us brownies out of a hundred. Yeah. And um, I think I felt like I adapted into their world mm. just to fit in. Oh, um, you know, just because you're kind of new, young, yeah. there's not many other faces around, so you know you want to fit in with your workmates and that, and so you kind of adapt to their world um, a little bit. But um, I think you know there's a lot more change going around now, and um, there's a lot more focus um, on you know just expressing yourself, yeah. um, acknowledging our culture, so so we don't have to hide that part or you know to fit in with everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's like saying it's you know, it's okay. I'm a Tomlin, You know, this is what we do. <laughs> now, this is what we eat. Um, not horse. Hundred percent pure protein. So, um, yeah, and the thing is, just you know, being proud of the fact of, of who we are, um, and it's getting a lot more acknowledged. Um, I suppose in the New Zealand society and in the workplace. So. When you be so both you before you started Deloitte or before you can start your career, you need to be a, a chartered accountant. Eh? You need to do your. Um, oh no no um what's it called oh so you get your um commerce degree yeah and then you do um you work for about three years oh okay you do a lot of part time study um for the exams to become pa- part time was it <laughs> <laughs> oh, said it was part time. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 20 hours <laughs> studying 60 hours in the month oh. um, yeah and so um, you're studying at the same time as, as you're working oh, okay. um, just to get that practical experience as well yeah. Um, and so yeah I think after about three or four years um, you do the final exam and um, if you pass you become a chartered accountant that's when you become yeah and so once uh, I just assume like that's like a ticket is there still barriers after that like you're saying you know there's weren't many brown faces but is that just because there's not many of us in the industry or yeah um there yeah no there definitely weren't that many um in the industry so um, i mean i don't think being an islander um was a barrier mm. it was just yeah there just wasn't weren't that many islanders yes. um around or if there were some islanders um you know sometimes you don't know um who they were yeah. um but there's a um, yeah, there's a good group. Um, they were actually just part of um, that we started was the Pacific Island Child Accountants Network. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that's kind of moving away from my team. Now. <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah. So um, I mean, that was one of the um, I suppose things that we wanted to do is just try and get a lot more of the um, island accountants together. Um, yeah. You know, it's just good to see another around face as an accountant. How, how long has that been like coming together? But um, I'll be honest, I think a lot of time it's just a bunch of us getting together to have a yarn and have a drink. <laughs> and um, a few beers. Were <laughs> <laughs> you shocked by the numbers though? Like, is there quite a, a few people? Or not really? Um, there's a lot more coming through now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot more coming through and there's a lot more range in terms of like different roles and different stages of career and different industries. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting and inspiring yeah. sometimes to see 
Yeah, I think when we first started, it was probably just six of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have some beers up in Ponsonby. <laughs> Sometimes it's still just six of us. So but... Still looking for mates. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's one around there. So... <laughs> well, what about you, Tess? Was it any different being female in Pacific Island, or like once you like I as like I said, once you got that ticket, I assume it shouldn't be any barriers, but perceived um, barriers. Oh, I. <laughs> I'd like to think that having a CA is like a ticket to entry, but um, I, I think um, probably a lot of the roles that Sam and I would probably go for, like it's assumed, some, some mm. a lot of the like expectation the is like that, that is assumed that you would have that yeah. level of qualification. So then it's yeah. like, um, okay, what else, what other experience do you bring to the oh, table? Okay. What other value? What's, yeah, yeah. Mm. And actually some of it comes down to how do you sell yourself, yeah, which yeah. I think we find really difficult to do mm. um i know i struggle with it and we work yeah. a lot with um some of the sales teams and they just just really natural at that um gift of you know just gift of the game yeah, yeah and it just like, seems like, so natural and, <laughs> and um they just, probably um, wouldn't even consider it's yeah. talking themselves up or it's just like so natural that it and it comes across really confident mm-hmm. and you know, so, it tend to be humble. yeah yeah um, exactly yeah and, and, yeah so that's that, that's probably something that I struggle with um, mm. or I try and fake <laughs> to, like, <laughs> to try and get across the line because yeah. like, that is like something that I think we in any role in any profession you sort of have to do a little bit of trying to sell yourself in a way yeah, yeah and, and, and so yeah so we had to mention that too is like for us to know our worth yeah. and, and being able to to realise like once you're there you know that there should be like you're saying, that CA should put you in the same seat as everyone else and you go forth, it shouldn't be. Uh, mm. Yeah, these, these and I rings. think it's just a mindset um, um, to think that, hey, you're not being cocky mm. uh, if you say, I can do these things. Um, you know, it's just, I suppose, just telling you, um, just getting the message across that, hey, yeah. you know, you are, you are <laughs> there at the table and you do bring skills yeah. um, and values to the table. Yeah, I think probably the biggest barrier... I've had, and I reckon, I don't know, Sam, you might say the same, is that a lot of the people in our profession, like, I can think of one of our best mates from Deloitte, his parents owned a business, and his um, circle of network were, like, business people from a young age, so he grew up going to dinner with them, having, like, birthdays with family, friends, and so their network, before they even walk into a professional role, is extensive. They could probably ring up, like... 10 uh, different chartered yeah. accountants they yeah. know, 20 different business people. And I came from a background of not knowing a chartered accountant my whole life, mm-hmm. not having any mm-hmm. my family in the business world. And so I think probably the biggest barrier for, for me, I don't know if you might say the same, is just that we didn't have that baseline network yeah. um, mm-hmm. that some of our other colleagues would naturally have. Mm. And around that, I guess that's the thing, like that village of, of who you know, so with that business acumen, do, do, I guess just with your your circle of friends and stuff, do you find it almost like the, the language is foreign sometimes, like if you bring up work? Or you can have a normal conversation around business stuff and then people get it? Um, <laughs> what's that about well, well, you <laughs> Please give these guys some friends and still have friends. When I tell people I look after tax, they go, oh, how do I pay less tax? <laughs> or how can I avoid paying tax? 
Well, every time we work at Microsoft, they go, oh, can you fix my Excel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or can I get an Xbox? <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, yeah, my, um, you know, my, I suppose, circle of friends and that, um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm the only accountant, so <laughs> sometimes it is quite foreign to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, often our common Just language keep it sports. is, yeah, is rugby. Yeah, rugby and sports. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't like talking about work on the. On the <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you both passionate, or are you passionate about the the work you do? Like, does it you uh, still up learning, like constantly wanting to learn more and, and get better at it? Ah, oh, it's honestly. She jumps out of bed every morning. For me. <laughs> 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 she texts me at seven o'clock saying, "Are you up? Are you up?" Uh, it's because my three-year-old makes me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think um, you have to be naturally curious about anything, like mm. IT, accounting, you just have to be naturally curious. And I think uh, I'm always looking for what's the question and how can I solve the problem. Um, but yeah, hey, don't get me wrong, some days are like crappy, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. And um, some days are really rewarding. Um but yeah, yeah, I'm always passionate about learning yeah. um, and, and building and um, really becoming the expert of my craft, yeah. which is constantly Ooh. evolving as well. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, well, you're always chasing the dream, right? What a professional answer. Really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm in the same boat. Um, you know, always, always like to learn, um, you know, tax, even IT, things are always changing. Um, so, you know, you always got to keep learning to stay on top of it. Um, yeah, especially with tax. <laughs> if some law changes and you haven't done the right things, um, yeah, it could be quite costly. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. With Microsoft, I guess because they're like you know they're always looking to have an ecosystem of software and tools. So, do you guys use is there Microsoft? I don't know accounting software. Dynamics, yeah, we, we use them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of um, products that we use that are our own, yeah. and we use some of our competitors as well, and um, we build some bespoke solutions as well. Okay. Um, they're really big on um, innovating yeah. solutions, yeah. so how do we... Instead of, um, actually, one of the things we're really big on is um, we've got multiple different um, countries in the world. Instead of having, you know, like New Zealand having their own solution for a problem, yeah. if you want to build it, then you have to centralize it and then take it globally. Uh, and sometimes that can be really helpful and sometimes that can be painful because if you want to change anything, it means you need to um, articulate the value to build a business case, get it the solution. Oh, and you guys go through all that same. So who, like, that's the thing. Do you have a team who, like, if you've got an idea, you give it to someone, or do you have to flesh it all out? Oh, you probably, like, uh, well, there's different uh, subjects that you might want to um, build solutions, better solutions around. Mm. So if Sam's got a tax solution that he wants to build, there's probably, like, I don't know, 16 different tax teams that he would <laughs> take it up through the, 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 the right yeah. tax team. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... It can be exhausting sometimes, yeah. Yeah, one of the challenges, I think, of being, a, I suppose, a global company is, um, yeah, I suppose, um, if you want to change something, it's not as easy as, oh, yeah, we'll just go and do it. Um, yeah. You know, you've got to go through the right channels. Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you've got to 
got to like the states to get approval oh, to change something. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, being a global, you just mentioned that. Like, how does that change your guys' role? Like, I guess especially like taxes and thinking you got to understand New Zealand more. But then when you're global, what law are you trying to follow when you're doing any of this stuff? <laughs> She's been here longer than me. Um, so in New Zealand, we follow New Zealand legislation, yeah. tax law, and then um, part of our results will go up into Wall Street. Mm. New Zealand oh. will make a very small um, element of the global results, <laughs> and then like one uh, drop of sand at the beach. <laughs> yeah. So um, and then from a consolidated perspective, they'll look at the um, consolidated results and pay tax in the states and depending on what the tax rules are they might get a credit for the tax they've already paid in so, uh, so, so all of your work is always just New Zealand law that you kind of follow for you well, yeah, yeah. Oh, for me for my role yeah. Um, yeah, it's New Zealand tax and yeah. New Zealand accounting and mm. international you know difference yeah. Yeah, yeah and so and so international accounting sorry. You yeah. don't want to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Super> boring. <laughs> so with Microsoft, like what's it like being working with like IT people? Like do you get to have like IT hours? What's IT hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you? Can you that's 12 hour days, right? 12 hour days. Yeah, like, well, that's what they say working at home. But that's the thing, like, very, IT's always been very flex and, and kind of, you see them rocking at 11 and leave at 2, and, but things still get done. But does it kind of translate over into your area because you're with Microsoft? Um, yeah, I, I think during COVID, well, during COVID, even before COVID, we had a really flexible working environment. So you could come and go as you please. You didn't, you could work from home. Okay, so so were we were there. already yeah. operating in that environment. And then because, like, I support other countries in Asia, um, and Tim, Sam has interactions with other countries in Asia, um, you, there's, there's real flexibility. Time difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's time difference. So there's not set hours as such. Mm-hmm. It's more um, deliveries. Yeah. Delivery yeah. Of, yeah, I mean, like, you know, sometimes you might get a call at 9 o'clock at night. Um, but, you know, I mean, it doesn't happen every week. Um, you know, it just happens now and then. Um, but, you know, they're quite flexible. Like, if you have a late call, then like, you can sleep in the next day and wake up a little bit later. What did you have? Did you have a 3 a.m. quiz, online quiz? <laughs> like a pub quiz? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they had a, a conference for, um, for us, but because it was for... Um, like the global yeah, conference, so they, they never they never think about New Zealand time. So oh, they came to everyone else. And yeah, yeah. So I had to dial in at three a.m. in the morning <laughs> and try and look awake for the call. Oh, yeah, but yeah, no, I had a good sleep after that. So, so being, I guess, being at Microsoft and this global company, and you guys are. I guess in, in response or responsibility around being Pacifica, do you guys have a network or how do you, I guess, bring your whole self, I guess, that kind of, that feeling of, you know, we're big at Microsoft, I'm bringing your whole person. I'm not talking about the, the 
Yeah. Um, so we have uh, four um, diversity inclusion pillars. Actually, we've got five now. Um, one of them is the Māori and Pasifika pillar. Oh. And just recently, I've sort of taken over as co-lead with um, one of our colleagues. Um, and I think we've got about 12 or 30 different initiatives oh. that we're driving. Yeah. So some of those initiatives are internally, um, like internal focus. So how do we internally ensure that the internal culture um, has a level of um, allyship, uh, has a level of understanding, and we build um, just sort of uh, an environment of um, yeah, allyship amongst you know, Microsoft New Zealand. And just bring your true self yeah. to it. And then the other sort of half of the pillar, we've externally focused about how we bring in things like how we bring in talent, Māori and Pacific oh, talent okay. to Microsoft. What does our pipeline look like in terms of generating jobs and opportunities? Um, how do we l- leverage the power of Microsoft to, you know, support, um, you know, our Māori and Pacific oh, suppliers wow. and yeah, yeah. Um, and. Um, Waka Kenoa, I think they just renamed themselves and, and just leverage some of the networks that are already out there in, within New Zealand. How do we build partnerships with external um, other companies within New Zealand and really bring a cultural lens to some of the things that we're doing, but they're doing as well? Mm-hmm. But one of the. What was that um, agreement that you signed with Tupitzwa? Or roll out? So, one of the. Yeah, so one of the things we've recently signed is an agreement with Tupitzwa to be their. Oh. Um, major partner, um, and what that meant was we had global funding to um, uh, roll out a, a skill-based training um, to a lot of their interns and grads, um, and so that's really exciting. We just announced that, and it's going to, I think, come into fruition in the next few months, so excited oh, wow. about what that means. Yeah, yeah. So is there a team kind of leading that stuff, just the two of them? So there's myself and um, a guy called Daniel Lund, who's awesome, amazing, and he's been a real ally and really supportive. And they actually started on the strategy journey before I sort of joined um, the group. And then there's, um, whole, I think we've got about a team of 20 people that are that are really inspired. Um, and of the about 30... Yeah, both okay. PI and non PI, yeah, yeah. um, mostly non PI, <laughs> um, that have really inspired to drive these initiatives forward. So they're actually putting their hand up to lead the initiatives. And um, each month we check in and we um, ask them, hey, how did that go? What's the next step? What yeah. help do you need? Um, what else is happening? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, what events are happening? Um, um, one of the things I want to mention, and which is big for the initiative, is just how do we make sure we take cultural lens to technology itself, and you know, um, artificial intelligence. How does it? How do we make sure that there's no bias in in the technology that's built, especially from a large player like Microsoft? And how do we ensure that by signing documentation, becoming aware, signing documentation, and building that into like the algorithms that are generated, so that um, isn't there a Māori translator for Teams, Microsoft Teams? Um, we do have we do have some translator apps oh. as well, um, but yeah, I, I say that oh. they're I say that they're like um, they're, they become more intelligent the more people use them mm. and the more they get feedback. And so at the moment, some of them are just maybe at age one or. Age one, you know, in terms of <laughs> building their <laughs> capability. There's Samoan, there's Tongan, there's Fijian. Okay. 
and to do. Oh, okay. Oh, is that in the Microsoft Translator? Yeah, there's an app, so anybody can download it, yeah, yeah. Um, and they can utilize it to translate. Yeah. With that, I guess with that journey, like the lens on, I guess bringing that talent in. Is it, I guess, through Tupultua, like, is it, so it still needs to come through those sources? Like, there's, is there any view around apprenticeships or anything like that with Microsoft? Uh, apprentices, not that I'm aware of at this point in time. Uh, like, naturally, there's only a limited space of um, internships. Because actually, Microsoft's quite small, there's about 200 people. Okay. Um, that actually works it's here in New Zealand. Yeah. Here in New Zealand, yeah. yeah. So we leverage um, like the Microsoft network quite heavily, mm. um, and so at any one time the number of interns we have is is quite small as well. What quite like four or five, so it's uh, still quite sizable for the size of organisation we are in New Zealand, but it's not huge in terms of. Yeah, I think that's why it makes it easier to go through like the likes of Temple Yeah, um, you know where they have, I think like. 100, 150 um, students mm-hmm. looking for those um, intern roles. Um, yeah. But yeah. Obviously, we'd like to get more, more <laughs> yeah, yeah. intern roles, but um, yeah. And, and do you guys interact with the like the, the technical teams? Like, do you see them much, or is it mainly just at the account levels? Uh, just mainly when they haven't been paid. <laughs> oh, okay. no. So by technical no. teams, do you mean the hard coders? Yeah, like the engineers. The engineers. The same guys, yeah. uh, not really. And probably, uh, yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, because New Zealand is more focused on how do we deliver to the New Zealand uh, environment okay, so and market. Sales. Yeah, 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 sales, sales, yeah. sales delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then those, I guess, Based in New Zealand, like through up those other roles, is there many PIs based here? At, like in those service delivery, like account managers and and another role. Are there many PIs and service delivery in like in Microsoft? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Microsoft. Um, oh, at the moment, I think Sam and I are the <laughs> the only speaker at Microsoft. Um, and then we've got our interns, um, Sunny. Yeah, um, so Dylan, yeah, Dylan and, and Anita. So, so yeah. um, you're looking, unless I've missed somebody. Um, so we are the uh, Polynesian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like starting at the <laughs> as well as yeah, as well as the interns. Yeah. Wow. And we're both in finance. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you say like that, that plan, like the I guess those thirteen things you guys were working on. How are they measuring like if that number is so small now? Like where is that? of talent come from uh so there's the so the pillar is for maori and pacifica ah, but if so. we're just counting pacifica it's sam and i plus yeah. our um interns three interns but you're right i mean how do we um build on the number mm. of um sorry quotas for what yeah, yeah I think that's one of the challenges um, for us, and one of the things that we want to try and do is yeah, is bring in more. I think all organisations. I think we're a similar journey, and that's probably the same question we're trying to answer too. Like, where does it come from? So I think we've partnered as well with Tupotoa, and so it becomes the we're draining all from the same pool now. So, so. 
where else, but I guess it's, it's a journey. We've got to get there somehow. So outside of outside of the workplace, you know what? Is there any hobbies or any I guess work community work you're doing to try? Uh, I do me with my husband and my my son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would call that community work. Voluntary work. Um. Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some things that I've been involved in. We're well, we're strongly involved with our um, uh, Pacific Island Chartered Accountant Network, mm-hmm. and we do try and pull talent and bring talent through in terms of um, that networking. So we do quite a, a number of different things in terms of events, but just um, just connecting with each other. Yeah. And are a lot of those, those um, accountants based in Auckland? Or all, all, all throughout? Uh, most in Auckland. Most in Auckland, yeah. And it's things, sorry going back, but so from Invercargill, did you guys... Like once you guys started studying, come up to New Zealand. To, I mean, Auckland to study, or <laughs> come up to real New Zealand. <laughs> uh, no, I I transitioned, or my family moved up to Auckland partway through high school. So I went from a high school in Invercargill, James Hargis High School. That was, I think it was my family in one other Samoan family, um, of a like the size of the high school about thousand two hundred, and then I went to Wesley College. Yeah. Is a border. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and that was awesome, man. I, I loved it. We, um, yeah, yeah. It was. I just felt really at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my yeah, my family moved up and to Manudia with my auntie and um, our family, their family. It was just it was it was pretty awesome at the yeah. time. And then because my parents were still um, sorting out housing, etc., we boarded at Wesley College. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And so you were just around the islanders for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, bro? Like, I guess that that growing up in Auckland and always being here, like, how's that that journey being a professional around your friend, like, just in that environment? And like, have others kind of like looked and gone, oh, how do I kind of follow? Um, yeah, I mean, I've um, oh, what's it called? I suppose going to a school like um, St Paul's, you know. Most of the people who come out of there, um, you know, have gone on to league mm-hmm. um, or you know a lot of sports stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think being an accountant, um, being a professional CA, um, was quite different. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot more people have asked, you know, hey, I want to get into accounting. Um, you know, what, you know, what, what should I do, or or what's accounting like? Yeah, um, and I think um, from me. Um, it was just more just telling them, telling them about the opportunities that um, I suppose accounting or, or being a professional accounting can be like. Um, mm. You know, especially come from a background, you know, always grew up a state house. And you know, my dad was on a benefit, um, you know, pretty much for the whole life. So um, <laughs> never had <laughs> too much money yeah. um, growing up. Um, so, yeah, I think just telling the story of how I can provide, um, I suppose, a better. Um, than a bit of life, but you know, yeah, yeah, you know just, more, more opportunities yeah. um, to support you know your family. With that, um, I'm just thinking in terms of the the technology. So something 
in terms of technology is that every people say every job eventually is going to become a tech job it's like and I guess the answer degree for finance is like well yeah you can get the bots to kind of run those numbers and, and build the insights is that anytime soon do you see it or is that a bit of a myth <laughs> are you asking if our jobs are going to become redundant <laughs> yeah yeah well anytime so like, if you kind of thought it through like in all the different areas I guess you guys know your job and it's so vast so when people say that it's like not in my lifetime or is it um yeah, I think the talk about artificial intelligence um, and probably more robotic learning um, uh, has been in the talks for a few years, um, just around finance and I suppose professional services firms. Um, but yeah, no, that's all that's been happening at the moment, just a lot of talk, <laughs> which is a pretty good thing. I don't think you know, you know, wants to lose their jobs to uh, technology. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's the way of the future. It's just, um, just I suppose, then just trying to get more, um, what's it called? Um, uh, experiments, but just more projects, I suppose, mm-hmm. to really um, try and test, yeah, yeah. you know, the AI technologies. Because, um, you know, everybody knows the theory and what advantages and that they can bring, but... Um, just to have a, like a real live example, yeah, getting I think it's a challenge for the professional services firms at the moment. Um, you know, because it'll require a lot of investment. Um, in you know, like every other professional services firms, they probably want to see some return. Yeah, yeah. on the investment. Yeah. If I think about um, the journey that my career has already been on and how it's evolved through technology, mm-hmm. and then I think look forward, I, I would say that. Um, there'll be parts of my role that will become redundant through technology mm. and advancement. And that probably is a good thing because yeah. some of the tasks that um, the, anybody, the any role has yeah, is, is mundane yeah. and doesn't add value. But I think that there's always going to be a need for finance um, to play a part, mm. um, uh, either through interpreting some of the numbers and the, anal- and, and the analytics, um, but also, I hate to say this word, but we also um, either hold the business to account or we um, translate the strategy of a business through the numbers and sometimes the robotics and the business intelligence can do that mm-hmm. um, forward looking but it also you always got to take what it can do and, and translate it with human eyes I think yeah, yeah. so I think that there'll be parts that will be redundant and it's a good thing and then there'll be our, our roles will continue to evolve over time as well yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. So does, does, does the skill or the the education for finance change when when the tools do a lot, but you still got to bring that value? Do you think you still need that foundational understanding of a lot of the accounting? Or will it... Yeah, I, th- I think you do. Because, um, um, you know, sometimes you got to have that foundation. To, you know, if something looks wrong, then, yeah. then how do you know where it's gone wrong? And unless you understand the fundamentals... Um, or you know what what's behind the numbers, mm. then you know <laughs> you won't know where it's gone wrong. Yeah. Um, or you know if the answer looks funny. Um, so yeah, there's still an element of like you still want to know. But I think that the stuff, but, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, but I think the fundamentals like Sam and I to get our fundamentals took quite a number of years. Yeah. I think <laughs> it might um, only take one year now instead of uh, fifteen years. <laughs> I think the What's one plus yeah, the, yeah. the next group coming up will go, How long, how the hell did it take you so long to get your fundamentals? I can do this in like six months. Mm. But um yeah, I think there's always gonna be a need. I yeah. Yeah. Potentially. But maybe we're old school. <laughs> well, yeah, because I guess IT, like you look at a lot of IT now and it's broken down into those short courses and you can, you know, if I want to do machine learning or AI, I do a one-day course and then I can kick off from that. Could finance break down into that? Like, you know, you're doing just the tax piece, would they, or do you need to know that, the entirety? I think for, well, I think for Sam's role being tax, like you need to understand New Zealand legislation, you need to understand the, the technical accounting, um, and, and then you need to be able to interpret it through the numbers. And so I think that there are elements of that that will still need. But some of the some of the data analytics stuff that maybe I work through um, totally and, and I'm already experiencing it with the business getting numbers at the same time I do. And they sometimes my business partners um, are running their own reports and then coming to me and validating like what they're seeing and how they're interpreting interpreting the business yeah. and then we're we're bouncing off each other. Um, so yeah, totally. Hmm. Uh, um, I'm just thinking around the back to Microsoft and this big global organization. So I, I've done a lot of the, the training online and stuff, and so kind of like looking at the way they're moving. Does their culture cluster, I, I guess, the way as Pacifica would work in, in terms of culture, is there anything around the, the way Microsoft do things that just don't fit? They seem like from an outsider looking in, they, a lot of the stuff they do is very forward thinking, and and I kind of looking at, oh man, you're doing some really great stuff. I don't know internally, does it it's just clashes with culture sometimes? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I wouldn't be yeah. transparent if I wasn't honest. I think there's always sometimes things that you. Um, Maybe you can't articulate what it is, but you just feel it in your gut and you go, it just doesn't feel inclusive or um, right to me. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll be, yeah. Sometimes I find that there are situations that, um, where that happens. Yeah, yeah. totally. And I guess there's a, and I guess is that part of that commitment to change? Like, so are those personal things or is it actually part of the organizational work? Just doesn't seem right. Oh, I mean, uh, we we work in an amazing place, yeah. and I think uh, like any amazing place is as Can great as it, yeah. it as it is, yeah. and is probably world class as it is, and uh, like um, instrumental in leading the way. I think anybody might feel it sometimes that um, there'll be things that just don't don't sit right. Mm-hmm. Um, is it more personalities or? Uh, but I mean, like, that's few and far between. I mean, we're you've asked yeah. the question and I'm just answering honestly. Um, Sorry, I keep looking at Tess because she's worked out longer than me. I've only been there for like six months, but um, yeah, I mean, some of the training, you know, onboarding that I've I've done, um, you know, it, it, it is a great place, and they're being more aware of, um, I suppose, culture. Um, I mean, because it's the states. You know, a lot of it's around, you know, the black 
and yeah. black people and how we've been more inclusive, um, I mean, especially with the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. issue that had okay. this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, but you know, just because it's based in the states, you know, there's a lot of stuff around that, um, and so I think it's just trying to um, customize it, you know, yeah. to New Zealand, you know, yeah. you know, to like what's happening for Pacific people for us. Um, yeah. Nice. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do onboarding? <laughs> so, so I guess you know, for for anyone listening, like that that journey that you've had, Sam. Is there anything we we haven't heard about your journey? Like, I guess coming through the growing up, and I guess the the direction you've taken, like, um, yeah, I think one thing I learned is that um, you know, life. <laughs> Breathing a bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, you know, life's never a straight line. Um, you know, you might have a, um, a way you expect things to happen um, and then, you know, it might not turn out that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always, I mean, I've gone through school um, and, you know, always thought, um, you know, it's a city and you can get a job. Yeah. Um, and I felt like when I did get through varsity and then I did, um, you know, get a job, you know, the the big four. Um, for me, it was kind of like, oh, you know, what now? Yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't really think about anything further. Um, I mean, and part of that might have been, um, you know, just because, um, you know, it was like the first one in my family to do that. And I yeah. didn't have anyone else around, you know, you know my network, um, you know, that kind of gone beyond. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, took a bit of, um, I suppose, just, not, not really soul searching, but just so finding, yeah, 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 finding your own identity and um, finding you know what the next path in your career is, which is pretty why I stayed at the one for like fifteen years. <laughs> I've got too comfortable over there. You like the six minute units, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, funny enough, you know, after Deloitte, I've probably had about I don't know five jobs or something like that, and six or seven years since then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So were those all finance jobs? So it's all um, been in the same Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all finance, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did labouring at university for at least. I think that was enough. I think that was enough labouring for me. I think you uh, break a nail on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stick to the paper cuts. <laughs> How about your taste? Like, have we missed anything in your journey from Invercargill up to Auckland? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me in my journey has been um, like any journey it's not easy Mm. I think the thing that has um, got me through it it just comes down to grunt like not intelligence not not even hard work it's just pure like just grunt like um, just having the goal and really going for it and when you get um, knocked down which you will Mm. multiple times just keep keeping at it. Yeah. Yeah. You well, back to that grunt because that's very interesting because I've always heard you know everyone talks about hard work, but you're you saying grunt like is your drive like what you're talking like your siblings that competitiveness as soon as someone says no I'm going to show you is that the grunt you have or is it ah uh, oh, it's I don't think it's because somebody said no it's just because I'm so focused on like. Well, I had, I don't know about now, but previously I'd been so focused on um, 
like the next step yeah. and like what I wanted to achieve. And so um, it, it wasn't that someone said no, but I was just, I just wanted to, to get there. Good. And so how, yeah. which way could I just navigate through it? And so in my journey, I didn't start, I didn't go to, through a grad program. Mm. I went through a couple of accounting firms before I became a chartered accountant. I had to pay for that myself. I Like I think you guys, like when you went through a grad program, you're like, Couple of weeks off. I think I had like a day off before my six hours. Like, hey, it was hey, just. We still worked hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like. Um, Don't try and bang us. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, and then, like, I then I had to try and apply to get through to Deloitte. And, like, there were a lot of post doors. Um, but I, yeah, was pretty committed to, like, what I wanted to achieve at the time. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, so for you, bro, like other than your dad giving you a hiding, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> like I guess that drive for you, like was yeah. it similar? Like um, yeah, I think I've um, I've always been a bit of a perfectionist. Mm. Like you know, if if I do something, um, you know, I want to do it really well. Yeah. You know, like you know, if I, if I take up a new um, hobby, like you know, I took up golf. Yeah. Just, you know, take that. <laughs> and you'll just stick it out to you. Yeah, I know. I watch hundreds of hours on you know on YouTube, you know, about different ways to swing the golf oh. club or you know what different ball yeah, you know like to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd spend like um, hours at the driving range, pinball. Um, oh, like just still crap, right still yeah. crap, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's still that drive because you know, oh, oh. you know I want to get really good at it. Um, yeah, so I think that's a drive for me, um, which. Sometimes could be a bad thing, um, you know. Instead of being happy, like you know, just being, you know, being to do something well, you know, you wanna. No, yeah, that's wanna, good. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you wanna be perfect. Yeah. Sometimes you know, like I said, it's better just to be good than perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, because no one's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man, uh, it's been a. I, I didn't even know where to go. I'm just trying to think of it. I just don't want to miss anything of it. <laughs> so, yeah, just trying to bounce off the two of you guys. I, I guess what I try and, and sometimes I ask is, is you know, if, for a listener trying to listen to your journey and go, oh, yeah, that sounds like me. Where would they, I guess it's usually around tech, but I guess you guys are finance people. So where would they? Like, we tech, we tech finance. <laughs> 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 well, actually, on that point, like the passion around like, being in Microsoft, the I know you get excited because you did some of it. But what about you? Like, is it is it different to any other finance job, or is it another finance? Um, no, it's it's definitely different to um, another finance job. Um, I mean, you know, from the mere fact that um, you know it's a global company, you know, I'm talking to people in like um, in Singapore, mm. in India, in the United States, in yeah. Ireland, um, instead of just talking to people in New Zealand. Um, yeah, and yeah, I mean, you're also dealing with some pretty big numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, oh, my calculator doesn't reach that. Uh, oh, yeah, it's terms of, do you see the uh, satires on details? No, it's money. <laughs> Top dogs, you see it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, uh, we'll start with you, bro. Like, so someone, you know, where, do you, where would you say to start for them? Um... Oh, you go to so where if somebody's looking to start in Korean tech mm. finance and tech um, I think uh, it's about um, 
really be focused. Uh, I, I've had this as a secret sauce. It's like um, have something that you want, a goal that you want to work towards. Know that it can change, but be really um, like targeted in that goal yeah. and be really forthcoming and have a lot of grunt around it and, and work hard um, and just be really focused. Don't get too sidetracked by other things that are going on in your life. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I the other thing, if I was to go back into my career now, I think I was quite shy early on. And I didn't, um, you know, you'd go to events and you'd see people and they'd talk and then say, you know, reach out to me if you really want to, yeah. <laughs> if you want to advice or if you want to sit down with somebody, if you want a mentor, reach out to me. I'm to- totally open. I would never reach out to anybody because it was like, that person's pretty important. Um, but I, like I would probably jump on those sorts of things now and um, really leverage as much as I can. Mm. Um, the worst that they would ever say is like nothing. They would like just not respond to you because mm. most of the time that they wouldn't just because they're busy, busy. not because yeah. they don't want to help. So, um, yeah, so two things is just have a goal, work towards it, have a grunt behind it, and then secondly, just leverage and work hard in terms of networking. Yeah, um, that was the point that just came to mind. We were talking was um, just the networking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go out there and talk to people. Um, um, yeah, because the more people you know, um, the more opportunity there is for doors to open. Because yeah. um, you know, like they say, you know, it's it's not what you know, it's who you know. And you know, I've seen that, you know, in real life quite a few times. Um, like all I mean, the time. <laughs> <laughs> like all the time. Um, you know, it might be the smartest kid in class, but then, you know, if he doesn't know anybody in the field, you know, yeah. he might not get the role. Mm. Um, but in saying that, you know, you still got to still got to have like a base level um, of skill and knowledge, um, you know, just, just to be part of everyone else. Um, but you can build, you can always build that knowledge and the experience. Yeah. Sometimes it takes longer or a shorter amount of time, but... Um, like just being confident in your own skin or building that confidence just going to talk to people, mm. man, that just makes a difference. Because when you're actually in a working environment, like to have a conversation with somebody, even though you might not have the note. I mean, I, I see it all the time. You see really ex, uh, executive people that may not have the knowledge on things, mm. but they just leverage other people. And um, because they're so confident in the room, yeah. nobody ever questions <laughs> Um, anything <laughs> you know, like anything about um, their their voice in the room, sure. and so if you take that down to a grassroots level, um, somebody starting out of school, out of university, it's just about having conversations with people, mm-hmm. being like confident to have um, you know those conversations and network because their knowledge you can always build. Yeah, yeah. but you yeah. you need base, but you yeah. can always build it. Yeah, and I was going to talk about um, confidence, but. Um, I don't know if confidence is an issue for the kids these days. Must <laughs> <Yeah, but laughs> too much confidence, um, but uh, but it's good to see that from that change. Um, you know, I was the same with Tess. You know, like I said before, when I first started, you know, I was really shy. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, hardly spoke in the meeting. <laughs> Sam, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, even though in my head, you know, I had these ideas or comments to say. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, what changed? Because I guess that's a, anyone listening is going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, like, let me network, let me jump out there. How? And I guess oh. you're saying, I used to, and, but now I've done, what's changed? Yeah, I want to um, know the answer to that. What changed? A few beers. <laughs> okay, we have about three beers before we go and talk to people. I'm good at that networking. 
<laughs> no, honestly, it does help. <laughs> no, um, I think with me, uh, um, it was probably just experience over time. Mm. Um, you know, just time being at Deloitte, um, just getting the confidence grew to talk up. Um, you know, it's a, you know, but obviously, you know, if you can do that a lot earlier mm. than, than you can. Um, yeah, it's just change and then, um, yeah, just being more confident um, in myself and just feeling like you belong in that yeah. in that room. Um, it's just, like I said, it's just a mindset thing. Mm. You know, once my mindset switched to that, then, you know, sometimes you could shut me up. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> true. Like, oh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> this guy, this guy's getting too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, some of the like, where did this guy come from? <laughs> but then I th- the other thing I think is that, um, you know, some of the people that you think are so senior that you sort of, you know, when you're early on in your career that you couldn't really talk to in a certain mm-hmm. way, once you get more familiar with interacting with them and then you start talking about like personal stuff, not yeah. too personal, but a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and then it just becomes more natural, I yeah. think, as well. Yeah, you feel like you're talking like the same level with them rather than, you know, like a, yeah, down, yeah. Um, yeah, like a teacher-student yeah. type relationship. Um, yeah. Awesome, guys. Oh, man. I, I, don't, I have nothing else to add. <laughs> awesome journeys. Thank you so much for sharing your journeys. Um, I guess for for anyone listening, how can they get a hold of you guys if they want to know more about Microsoft and your guys' careers and your journey? Um, how, how do they reach out to you, Tess? Um, this way is on LinkedIn, probably. Um, Tess Otenero. And... Um I can, we can, I'm happy to post yeah, it in yeah, the, yeah. the show. What's your TikTok account? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's you, that's you. Yeah, yeah like, likewise, um, you know, LinkedIn, or if you're not on LinkedIn, um, hit me up on Facebook. Yeah, um, yeah my profile is not private. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Don't. Oh, no, <laughs> hey, there, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a fishing exhibition. <laughs> I'm engaged, Tess. <laughs> I'm engaged. Um, yeah. Um, Spam, <laughs> but um, please do because, like, honestly, we love like just interacting and um, sharing journeys and yeah. just leveraging yeah. our networks yeah. as much as possible, especially helping, helping the younger generation. Uh, yeah, for, um, that's, yeah, that'll be the people yeah. reaching out, yeah, or us just trying to get some help. <laughs> I'll send you my text as well. Tell your mates, mates. <laughs> nah, awesome, thank you so much, guys. It's been a, been a good night, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, Tyler. Uh, yeah, that's no, awesome. <laughs> that's us. Cool. Awesome.